programming and uh, last semester we just had one longer episode each week and this semester we are back to your four little nuggets for the week so we'll have four episodes we are diving into hebrews which if you've been around for a while we've we've done some dabbling in the hebrews before Um, but we're going to just walk all the way through it this semester so we're going to start at the very beginning. Yep. It's a very good place to start is what <laughs> Maria says. That's um, right. <laughs> so before we like actually get into the text, let's talk a little bit about why we have Hebrews. Who wrote it? Why did they write it? Who is the audience? Um, let's get down to the context of it so that we can understand a little bit more when we're actually in the text. Nobody really knows who wrote it. <clears throat> a lot of people are given credit. A lot of people automatically, like me, I thought it was Paul. Right. Until this study, and I found out, and you know what? When you, right off the bat, before the, you know, at the very first verse, I don't think Paul wrote it because Paul always, and I went back and checked, at the <sighs> beginning of every single letter that he wrote, he introduced himself. Yeah. And there's no introduction here. So I dismissed the idea of Paul altogether. Well, it's in, it's interesting. It's like usually there's a long, long sentence in there, too. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Punctuation, yeah, Paul. Punctuation. Yeah. yeah. Take a breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I read a couple of things. One was that maybe it was Paul and Luke, that Luke actually wrote it, but in conjunction with Paul. But then... Another commentary that I read said they thought it was someone like a second tier down, not one of the original 12, mm-hmm. but one of their disciples that actually wrote it, maybe like a Timothy or someone like that. Well, because didn't Paul, when he co-wrote with, I think it was Timothy, and maybe with Luke, he says, along with blah, 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 yeah. Timothy, we greet right. you and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And there's none of that this so time. So there's no credits to who, even that even. So. so maybe Barnabas. I mean, I read a bunch of, you know, that, yeah. of course, I think commentaries throw out every name they can come up with that they think right. might match the style. So the mm-hmm. thing that's, that's really neat about that is one of the reasons they were thinking it was Paul is because of the deep theology that's in this book quite a bit. He's talking about the supremacy of Christ, like straight off, going all the way back to creation. And those are typically things that Paul would have addressed and gone after. If this is that second tier, what it's speaking of is how they retained, how they learned, how they've grown in their faith and matured. Um, That would be pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing that he says in this is um, the writer says, um, if Timothy comes, he, the writer, will come with him, Timothy, to see the Hebrews. 
Paul's always in prison. He wasn't going <laughs> anywhere ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was asking people to come to him, but it, the freedom that this guy has to move around doesn't sound like Paul doesn't to me either. Like yeah. Hmm. It's all supposition. No right. one knows. Nobody knows. Right. But it is clear who it's written to. Right. The Jewish Christians, the Hebrews. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and us too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when was it written? That's the other question is like, when was it written? So I was reading, it said probably before 70 AD, okay. because there's mention in here of the sacrifices. And that may not, that probably wouldn't have happened if the temple had been destroyed. The temple was destroyed in 70 AD. Yeah. That's why they're thinking it's before that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And like kind of summing up, what do you guys think the, Main point of Hebrews is what are they going after? Jesus. Yeah, he won. <laughs> You're <laughs> always the answer in the Sunday school. People take notes on that. <laughs> That's right. You can always tell who we are. Yes. If you fall asleep in Sunday school, that's your answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The whole thing is the supremacy of Jesus of over. Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament, all the traditions, all the rules and the laws, it just... And Jesus the angels and the is, prophets, too. Yeah. All of the other mm -hmm. kind of mouthpieces of God, yep. um, Jesus is above all of them. Yep. And it's, it's interesting because you'll see it build, too. It's like a, um, A is better than B, and B is better than C, and C is better than D, and D is better than E, and E is better than F. Therefore, A is better than F. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see the, yeah. the building blocks as it, it is progresses. Um, so that's something to pay attention to while we're going along also. Mm -hmm. yep. One thing I thought, too, like for um, application, mm -hmm. they were talking to, so you mentioned it earlier, um, Christians who, who were used to be Jewish. So they knew the Old Testament really well. And so now they're in this dilemma. Do they believe it as a Christian or can they go back to Judaism? And they were kind of at this in-between point. And as I kept reading it, I was thinking, yeah, if, it might feel safer to go back to Judaism. You knew that one for sure. This is okay. new. And there was a lot of persecution going on, yes, too, remember. Right. So more incentive to go back to what's safe. Yes. Um, they had a lot to lose, not only going back to what was comfortable, but they probably lost their families. Like they, if their families weren't Christian, you know, didn't turn to Christianity as well, they would be, um, what's that word? Ostracized. Ostracized, kicked out of the family, no longer a part. I mean, I've heard it said, you know, you're dead. You're dead mm -hmm. to us. You no longer even exist. Yeah. And their businesses... I mean, they had a lot to lose by turning to Christianity. So they were being persecuted by the Romans because they were in occupied territory. Mm -hmm. And then they were being persecuted by Jews, just in terms of you're not, like you're saying, Terry, they can't go in the temple. You're out. You can't do it. Your businesses, we are not going to be going to your businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think, I can't remember, I think it is an Acts where Paul is asking for the money I believe he is asking for these this group of people, the Jewish Christians that are. So we're not sure exactly which one. So I can't really say that. 
but I know he was often collecting money for them. We certainly know that, you know, the Jewish community was a strong community. It had to be to survive under Roman rule. And Mm -hmm. even in those other countries besides Palestine and Israel, um, in Italy or Greece or wherever else they might have found themselves, the Jewish community was a, if you were a Jew, you belonged to a family. You had a network, you had a support system. So now you don't have that anymore. Right. You've become a Christian. And that's still a pretty young thing to be. I don't know what kind of support network was in place at that point, but I don't think, certainly not one to compete with the Jewish support network. Right. Right. Well, if this is written late 60s AD, right? So maybe 68. Well, Jesus died at 33. Mm -hmm. So we're talking you know, just a small lifetime here to build that versus thousands of years of that Jewish tradition. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. When I look at that, like the application of that is we may have had beliefs previous, but then when we come to Christ, we make that decision to be a Christ follower. We can have people saying, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you. I want nothing to do with you. And almost like we need to create these new networks, but our old life was comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing too is like we may have had previous beliefs about God. And as we're reading it, we're like, whoa, this isn't like what I thought was the thing. And so now can we shift our perspective from our old way of thinking and bring it in line with the word of God? Mm-hmm. Right, not tradition, not things like that per se, but what does the word of God say? And can I shift my experience of God or my um, life with God that way? And so I think this book challenges us all the way through. Look at what you're thinking now. Is that true? Check it. Is it true? Because this is what's really true. You know, it, it, it was good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, uh, oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I have a precious friend who's a very faithful in the denomination that she belongs to and, um, and a lovely Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been reading a devotional that is a little bit out of the box for her, um, not from her background. And I saw her the other day and she said, Angie, she said, I don't even know how to say this, but I've just got to share it with somebody. She said, I knew Jesus, but she said, I didn't really understand that he was in me and I was in him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she had this incredible revelation. She's uh-huh. in her 40s. She's not a young person. And she's grown up, like I said, very faithful, grown up in her church. Um, but, but I thought, how awesome is that, that God revealed that to her at this point through just a little devotional she was reading. Something that yeah. just penetrated her heart and, and really stopped her in her tracks and made her think, oh, my goodness, I have to get my arms around that. I'm in him. He's in me. Yes. Um, it was really cool. And I think, you know, there's got to be there's got to be that revelation for us about who Jesus really is. Um, it's not just a matter of our head knowledge or, you know, there, it, it really does take a work of the Holy Spirit to make that real to us who he is, his identity, and then our identity in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking with someone the other day, and they were saying they can quote everything. They can quote all these things. I go, okay, like, how has this transformed your heart? 
Mm-hmm. That's a question for all of us. And I think that's one of the things in, in Hebrews that's questions asked over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that build and build and build and build yes. and have some of that um, empirical knowledge that comes along with that too. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yeah. That, that just comes along. So um, some of those old traditions are worked in and that, you know, God was there and Jesus was there right from the beginning. And this is part of the plan. And let's see how all of this builds in together so that you can see Jesus, who he was, because some of these people lived and walked with Jesus and they knew him as a person that they could, you know, poke in the side or throw rocks at or um, watch hang on a cross. And let's see how that person um, started from the beginning and went all the way through to to time and how that now, how does that take from our head to our heart and how does that affect that walk every single day? Right. And that's kind of what they're getting to wrestle with and um, what all of those things are building on as well. So, um, Cherry, do you want to read he- the beginning of Hebrews for us? <clears throat> sure. How many? Um, I, think I think we're going we... one through three today. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He's the radiance and the glory he's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wow, in there. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people who say that um, God created and and Jesus had nothing to do, and he was a man, and he only came to being when he was born and stuff. If you don't think, or that they're not one and the same, Here's three verses that will tell you otherwise. And I think that is so cool. Yeah. And this right here talks about, like Terry said, from the very beginning and and where we are now. And then when we read some more verses tomorrow, it's going to talk a little bit even further about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to talk more about the sitting down at God's right hand. mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how long ago I was that I learned about that whole um, idea of the right hand and the sitting. And it's just awesome that the right hand is a hand of power and it's a hand of, um, well, I wrote these things down, but now I've forgotten them. Um, I don't know. Anyways, it's a, it's the, it's a good place to be. If you're someone's right hand man, Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. are practically, and in this case, definitely equal to the person whose hand, you know, right hand you're at. And the sitting part is, uh, it's done. It's finished. Mm-hmm. It's finished. And now I I can sit and I'm done. I'm resting from all this. Yeah. So, so like, if we go, if we back up just a little bit and kind of go through that first part, where they they just identify all the different ways that God talked to His people mm-hmm. through the prophets, 
through what you guys a burning bush a burning bush a still oh, yeah. small voice through a dreams. donkey a donkey is a donkey yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah even a and, fleece i read one guy who said you know that fleece of gideon's that was god speaking oh yeah he used a fleece to communicate yeah and, and when god passed by the cleft in the rock when he had <laughs> it was a abraham or moses moses a, moses in there no and Yeah, it was like he wasn't in the big wind. He wasn't in a fire. He was in the still small voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And and God has done, and through his law, he's told people who he is. is. He's doing this over and over and over again. And I was thinking about this earlier today, and it was like, we could have photos of people. We could have videos of people. Memories of people. Um, but the very presence of someone makes all the difference, you know, and we, and we know that, you know, we know that if someone dies and we can see their pictures and we can see their videos, but we don't have them. And what they had was God himself. And that is a new game. That is a completely different level. And as I continued to think of that, I was like, so when Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't just Jesus gone from them. It was the very presence of God being ripped from them. And I was like, oh, my goodness, how hard that would be. Now, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and that was all part of the plan. But, wow, that was hard to get through, I think. It makes a difference. Well, because don't you think we, I mean, we're flesh and blood. We're mm-hmm. humans, and we long for that human touch. Um, we, that, that's, that's important to us. Yeah. So I think that, um, we struggle sometimes if we don't really understand, um, who Jesus is and that he indwells us now and that we live in him, we live and move and have our being in him. If we don't get that connection that we are part of him, then I think it's really easy to get that drift going. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you're not anchored into, to a person, to a relationship with a person. Um, it's more of just an idea floating around out here for you. Mm-hmm. But I think if we can stay anchored into the fact that he is God um, and that he's a person, we can have a personal interaction with him. Mm-hmm. I think that that helps us stay steady. Well, mm-hmm. and I think that that's why, um, It goes on to say, like, okay, this was great. It was great that I talked to you through science. It was great that I spoke to you through the law. It was great that I was a pillar of fire, and it was great that I had a burning bush and all of these things. But this is the ultimate right here, is he was flesh and blood. Yeah, You got to look him in the eyeballs and, and see me. And this is how I came to you. And this is why, and and we'll talk about this tomorrow, but he goes on to say, like, Jesus was superior, period. That's it. And like Terry mm-hmm. said, like, he was at the right hand and sitting, like, it is done. This is it. No mas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like a piece towards the end of that is the radiance of God's glory. Ooh, I love some of those terms. Did you, I loved the, um, in one of the FYI boxes and some of the homework, 
<laughs> they talked about um, that brightness was from a Greek word that means off flashing. The literal meaning is off flashing. Mm-hmm. And in the context of this passage and modern astronom- astronomy, it could be well understood as a radiation. And I thought, oh my gosh, that really kind of struck me. Um, so as we're thinking about the, the radiance of God, how it permeates everything, yeah. Uh, if we think about it maybe as um, radiation, something that, that radiation penetrates. It doesn't just mm-hmm. flash out there. It penetrates everything it comes in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved that. I thought that was a very cool thought. Well, I am excited to kind of dig as we go deeper. Um, just three verses, and we've already talked for 20 minutes. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> and here's just where a, Suzanne herds a cat. Herds the yeah. cat <laughs> well, just imagine how um, how amazing it's going to be to be able to walk through this. Yeah. So um, I'm excited about it. And uh, I think we'll wrap up for today because we are starting to talk about what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And I don't want to spoil it for you all who are listening. Uh-huh. Um, so Angie, will you pray for us? I would love to. Great. Father, thank you so very much for this time together with you and with your word, with these other women, with the other people that are listening, Father. Um, I thank you that we are all knit together by the Holy Spirit, that you have brought us into your family and made us one with you. Um, We're so very grateful for that, Lord. And Father, thank you for this revelation in the book of Hebrews about who Jesus really is that He is God, and He's God from the beginning, that He was a part of creation, that He is still an active, integral part of holding everything together in the universe. Um, Thank you, Father, that He loves us so much that He left heaven and came to earth and gave Himself um, for the forgiveness of our sins. we, We just can't even fathom that, Lord. But we are so very grateful that you made a way for us to be your daughters and your sons. So, Father, thank you for this time together. I ask that you would bless everyone that's been listening with us today. Um, Let us be good ground, Father, that your word will go into our hearts and um, really change us and make us more like your son. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 